American soccer fans, what's going on? Welcome to episode 10 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. I'm Donald Wine, a co-manager at StarsAndStripesFC.com. Hope you all are doing well on this episode. The Bundesliga and two Bundesliga returned over the weekend, which means we have some Americans who are back on the field. We know all of you. We're excited to watch, and we'll take a look at everyone who played and everyone who didn't. We'll also talk about Serginho Dest and the rumors of him going to Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Spurs, and ultimately decide which place is the best for him to play next season. We begin, though, with the biggest match of the weekend, which yielded the biggest and most depressing news of the weekend. The big matchup that kicked off Bundesliga coverage this weekend was the River Derby. Borussia Dortmund versus Schalke is the biggest rivalry in Germany. And before the match, when lineups were announced, I know I, along with all of you, were excited to see that Gio Reyna, the 17-year-old phenom, had earned his first ever start for the first team at Dortmund. Weston McKinney was also in the starting lineup for Schalke. This was set up to be a great battle of two American players, but unfortunately, the news became sour when the teams walked out onto the field and started the match and Gio Reyna wasn't there. It was announced at that point that due to an injury he had picked up during warmups, he would not play in the match. He was replaced by Thorgan Hazard, but this was a huge blow to U.S. men's national team fans. Uh, I know for me, this is a prime chance for all of America to get a look at one of the most promising youngsters in the men's national team player pool. And he was going to get this test in the biggest rivalry in the Bundesliga. A lot of eyes around the world are focused on that game. It's normally a huge game, but in, even in these times that was amplified a few notches. And with the return of the Bundesliga, it was amplified even further. It was revealed after the match that the injury is not serious. So there's some good news there. It's just a tweak in his thigh and he should be okay after some rest this week. But in a match that was the most watched Bundesliga match in American history, we were robbed to see in one of our best and bright young talents. Dortmund went on to pummel Schalke, by the way, four to nothing in a match that wasn't even that close. And what was another kind of big punch in the gut for us is that Reyna's replacement, Thorgan Hazard, went off. He scored a goal. He had two assists on the day. And hopefully that combined with Reyna competing for playing time with Jaden Sancho doesn't mean that a freak injury during warmups cost him any chance of him starting the rest of the way. Dortmund is hoping to catch it, catch Bayern Munich to win the title. They're just four points back with a massive match between the two games coming in just a week's time. So hopefully we will see Reyna play in one of these games coming up and that he's okay. On the other side of that rivalry was Weston McKinney and Schalke. Now, a lot of people thought that Weston McKinney had what what amounted to be a terrible performance. But when you take a look at the numbers, they actually don't look so bad. Uh, Brian Sharetta of American Soccer Now, he's a terrific follow on Twitter. I, I hope you guys are already following him. He gave out some of the numbers for several Americans who played over the weekend. And Weston McKinney's numbers were kind of amazing when you consider what you probably saw on television. They looked like this. He played all 90 minutes. He had 79 touches an 82% pass completion rate. He had one shot, one aerial one. He had four tackles, which was the best on the team. Five interceptions, which was the best among anybody on the field. Three clearances, the best on Schalke. And three out of six accuracy from long balls. So McKinney was actually the best player for Schalke on the day, even with how bad he may have looked via the eye test. He did track back quite a bit on defense, but he was really filling holes that were created by other players on his team not coming back. Schalke looked horrible. 
And that may have contributed to how McKinney looked. But the big deal for this is Schalke is hoping to get into Europa League positioning and even have an outside shot, had an outside shot at Champions League positioning. And that performance on Saturday may not have really helped them that much. Right now, they're in eighth place. They're two points behind Wolfsburg. And Champions League is probably not realistic at this point. But they still need to perform a lot better if they want to see themselves hit that sixth spot and be in Europa League qualifying this summer. Speaking of Wolfsburg, John Brooks had a bad moment in their match against Augsburg. His header on a corner in their defensive end led to a goal uh, it was it was Augsburg's only goal of the of the game. At first, people were calling it an own goal because the way it happened, Brooks headed the ball uh, on uh, in the defensive end. He headed the ball right directly at his keeper, who flubbed the header, and the ball bounced off his hands and then off the crossbar and onto the line. But at that point, it hadn't crossed it. Ten Jedva headed the ball in at the line, so he actually got credit for the goal. But it still wasn't a good look for John Brooks at that moment. However. If you look at the whole 90, he had a pretty good match. He had 83 touches. He led the team with a 92% pass completion rate, 7 to 10 accuracy from long balls. Wolfsburg ended up ending winning 2 to 1 on the road, and they'll want to continue to put up points to stay in that Europa spot that Schalke is chasing. They're in sixth place right now. John Brooks is their regular starter. We should expect to see him ready to go again next week when they host Dortmund. Ulysses Yanez was not in the 18 for Wolfsburg, but that is not something you know, to read a lot into. Wolfsburg said that they don't want to throw him to the wolves. His time will come. And he just started practicing with the first team as they emerged from the coronavirus hiatus. And with the amount of games that they're playing over the next, you know, six to seven weeks, it's only a matter of time before we see Yanez in the 18 and even on the field for Wolfsburg. RB Leipzig hosted Freiburg on Saturday morning. And our son, Tyler Adams, was in the lineup at right wing back. Leipzig and Freiburg drew one-to-one. Adams went 68 minutes, had 61 touches with two shots, three tackles, and had one accurate long ball and an 83% pass completion. That is a pretty decent showing for Adams, particularly at right wing back. And in this restart of the league with five subs, we hopefully will continue to see Adams can start regularly, but we have to expect that he will be doing it at multiple positions. Same as Wes McKinney and that he will likely be subbed off at some point to get on some fresh legs. So we shouldn't read into too much into the fact that he subbed off after 68 minutes. I thought he played pretty well at that right wing back position. Again, not what we're normally used to uh, him seeing. We're usually used to him being uh, at center defense mid, but at right wing back, he handled himself very well and you know helped Lysik to a 1-1 draw. Heading down the the ladder here. Fortuna Dusseldorf is battling relegation. Currently, they're 16th in the table, which would put them in that playoff spot that they would go against the third place team from the two Bundesliga. And they hosted Paderborn, uh, and Zach Steffen was out with a knee injury. It's unclear if he's going to be back by the end of the season. However, Alfredo Morales, the midfielder, did get some playing time, but Fortuna Dusseldorf drew 0 0 with Paderborn. He entered, uh, Morales entered in the 68th minute had 17 touches, a 60% pass completion rated, two aerials, one, and one tackle. It's not a good shift for Morales. He's been bouncing in and out of the lineup. But for Dusseldorf, they really need points at this point. They really need wins because they want to get out of that relegation zone and stay up in a top flight. Timmy Chandler was a sub for Eintracht Frankfurt in their 3-1 defeat to Borussia Mönchengladbach. He entered in the 73rd minute. He had 17 touches, 
for a 55% pass completion percentage. He actually had a shot on frame, two shots in total, and was one and two on long balls. Fabian Johnson for Gladbeck was not in the 18 because he's been injured most of the year. It's unclear if he's going to even return to the lineup this season, even with the long layoff. He has been out since January, if I'm uh, not mistaken. So it's a long shot that we will see him the rest of the year. But Timmy Chandler definitely will we'll see a lot of him for Frankfurt going down the stretch. Finally, on Monday, Josh Sargent and Werder Bremen took on Bayer Leverkusen. It was a terrific first half uh, for a neutral, exciting back-and-forth action, both teams scoring. But Bremen in the second half just completely came off the rails. They eventually fell 4-1. Uh, Sargent was a substitute in the 71st minute, but he didn't get many touches in his time on the field. And Bremen looked, I mean, they looked awful in the second half. It's, it's arguable to discuss whether Bremen in the second half or Schalke for the entire game was the worst team on the weekend, but both of them had abysmal performances. Currently, Werder Bremen sit in 17th place in the Bundesliga. They really need to make up some ground if they hope to avoid the drop at the end of the season. This coming weekend in the Bundesliga, we have another action-packed slate. It starts on Friday. We have the Berlin Derby between Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin. Saturday, we have five matches. Mönchengladbach, Leverkusen, Freiburg, Werder Bremen, uh, Paderborn and Hoffenheim, Wolfsburg and Dortmund, and Bayern versus Frankfurt as a 12:30 matchup. Wolfsburg and Dortmund is the best chance for us to see an American v. American setup if Gio Reyna is ready to go. And then Sunday, we have a triple header. Schalke hosting Augsburg, Mainz at home against Leipzig, and FC Cologne welcoming Fortuna Dusseldorf to town. Now, keep in mind that the Bundesliga also has a midweek slate of games next week, which means we can expect to see a lot of subs this weekend. And hopefully, that means that we'll see plenty of playing time uh, from the Americans that are in the league. FIFA recently passed a ruling allowing for leagues restarting their season to have five subs per team per match, and the Bundesliga has taken advantage of that temporary ruling. So plenty of opportunities for American players to get on the field over the next week with so many games. Coming up, we briefly look at the two Bundesliga, and we're going to discuss where the best spot for Serginho Dest will be to play next season. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. with you in the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. We're going to briefly look at the two Bundesliga because we do have some Americans representing there as well as the Bundesliga. We begin with Grither Firth, who took on Hamburg on Sunday. Julian Green and Timothy Tillman both get the start for Firth in a 2-2 draw. It was a very entertaining game. If you have Fox Soccer Match Pass, I, I got a trial of it. Uh, it's not very good, but you do get to see two Bundesliga action without all of the frills. Uh, so we're able to watch that match Bobby Wood, who has fallen way out of favor at Hamburg, was not in the 18 as, as expected. Tillman played 75 minutes while Julian Green got 57 minutes for first. Stuttgart entered their match Sunday against Weehan in second place in the two Bundesliga. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Stuttgart is led by an American, Pellegrino Matarazzo from Wayne, New Jersey. New Jersey, stand up. Uh, Wayne is a, is a team that's in the relegation zone, and this should have been an easy victory for Stuttgart. But they stumbled out of the blocks, and they ended up losing 2-1 to one on a stoppage time penalty. That is a huge blow for their automatic promotion efforts. They are now third behind Hamburg on goal differential, 
Now, third still means that they're in that playoff uh, where they would eventually play the the third from last team in Bundesliga. But the big test will be against Hamburg next week, and that will be likely to determine who has the leg up in outright promotion to the top flight next season. Other matches around two Bundesliga. Forward Mark Heider played 74 minutes for Usnebrück in a 1-1 draw at Armenia. That was a nice effort for Usnebrück against the number one team in the league. Jan Christopher George was not in the 18 for Jan Regensburg in their 2-2 draw against Holsten Kiel. And then Kevin Langford did not dress for FC St. Pauli. Uh, Sebastian Soto and Hanover were scheduled to play Dynamo Dresden, but because the entire Dresden side is in quarantine after a couple players tested positive for the coronavirus, that match has been postponed. They are hopeful that they will be able to play that match later next month. Dresden is missing two games because of this Uh, 14-day quarantine that they were mandated to do by their government. So if we look at the table for two Bundesliga, Armenia and Hamburg are in the automatic promotion spots. We have Stuttgart in the playoff spot. Gruder Firth is only eight points back of Stuttgart and Hamburg, so they'll want to make up some ground in the next couple weeks. St. Pauli, Jan Regensburg, and Hanover firmly in the middle of the table, while Osenbrook is also in the middle of the table. We don't have any main Americans that are facing relegation to three ligas, so we can rest easy there. But let's see if we can get another team or two with American players or managers in the Bundesliga next season. Our final segment is on the rumors surrounding Ajax fullback and men's national team fullback, Sergio Dest. Over the past few weeks, we've seen plenty of rumors about Dest's next destination, possibly being courted by a few big teams, Bayern Munich, Tottenham Hotspur, and most recently, Barcelona. Just last week, a rumor came out that Barcelona had actually set to was actually set to pay 20 million euros for the 19-year-old and that the deal just hadn't been announced because they wanted to get through the coronavirus hiatus and restart uh, their season. Dest's agent came out immediately and squashed those rumors saying there's just been inquiries into his client, but no offers have been formally made or accepted. It's great for me to see an American get an interest from some of the biggest clubs in the world and Bayern and, and Barca and even, you know, Tottenham, you know, fans of the Premier League would love to have more Americans playing in England. But for Serginho Des, these moves may not actually be the best ones for his career. At Barca, they have Nelson Semedo, Jordi Alba, Sergio Roberto, and Junior Firpo, who can play the fullback positions. It's possible that he could go there and be groomed to take over for Jordi Alba eventually and be a part of the future backline. But and, and fans are probably relishing the idea of having an American at, at Barca on the first team. We currently have Conrad De La Fuente on the youth team, but it just may not be the best fit for him right now. Will, will Des get playing time? It's not certain. Same goes for Bayern Munich, who already have a fullback pairing of Alfonso Davies and, and Yusuf Kimmich. They could, he could be competing for playing time with those two, along with Ben Pavard, Lucas Hernandez, David Alaba could play out wide. And even if Bayern try to make Al- Al- Alvaro Aldrilazola's loan from Real Madrid permanent, that is a huge, uh, huge ground to cover. Sergino, this is 19 years old. He's starting regularly for Ajax in the area of VC and in European competition. Moving to a big club at this point and not getting regular playing time won't do anything to help him progress in his career. If, if there's a team in the Bundesliga that he can move to that would allow for him to get that playing time and still be in Champions League Europe, but that, that would be a better option than sitting on the bench at Bayern or Barca. Maybe somewhere like Borussia Mönchengladbach, Wolfsburg, Schalke if they can make it to Europe, or even RB Leipzig 
think would be nice destinations for Dest. They, he's able to link up with a fellow American there. And also, in my opinion, he could become a regular starter pretty quickly. Building that chemistry and that continuity with his U.S. men's national team teammates will not only help his club, it will help the national team. In the Premier League, he could also think about a team like Leicester City, Wolves, or Sheffield United if they can get into Europe. If not, even playing at a mid-table club like Everton or even Arsenal if they can get organized, those would be great destinations for him. Still, for Sergio Dest, the best place to be for him right now is at Ajax. He's worked his way up to being a permanent fixture in the first team and routinely in the starting lineup. He's even scored a couple goals for Ajax in the Dutch Cup. He can continue to be a regular starter for Ajax and be there as they compete in Champions League next season. He does that, and he emerges a star fullback for club and country. He can write his own ticket next summer. We have the Euros. We have the Gold Cup. We even have the Olympics. More eyes are going to be on Sergio Dest, and maybe that means more teams will go after him where he'll be able to put himself into a great position to take the next step in his career. We'll see when the season ends for all the leagues, whether these rumors are real or if they're just people throwing jello at the wall to see what it sticks. But if he can stay at Ajax and do his thing, who knows where he can end up next year. And that's going to do it for us here on episode 10 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. We'd love for you guys to keep the conversation going on these topics and more around the U.S. men's and women's national teams. We're always available at starsandstripesfc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. If you have questions or topics that you want for me to discuss, email them to ssfcpodcast at gmail.com. As we move forward, we're going to keep bringing this to you at least once a week. But if some big news hits, we'll be here to talk about it. Until next time, this is Donald Wine signing off. We'll see you soon.